Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We are in the SeatGeek studio reacting to the Ravens' first round draft pick of Zay Flowers. Plus, of course, the Lamar news. Still fresh. Already reacted. Going to react some more. Nice, slow, relaxing night one of the NFL draft, right? Yeah, nothing going on. Chill day. Yeah, there weren't any trades or anything, any big (laughs) announcements. Uh, Wild day. Wild day for the Ravens, uh, but a very, very good one for sure. Uh, So Zay Flowers is the Ravens pick number 22 overall. Get the wide receiver. I mean, I love, love Zay Flowers. I hate that you hit on your your pick. I was just going to say the biggest news I I was, you know, we both basically had to (laughs) get the joke out of the way, the elephant in the room. My joke was going to be the biggest news of the day. So that you hit your pick. Was that I hit on my seven-round mock with Zay Flowers as my first-round pick. It's been a few of them now. I've hit, I, you hit PQ. I hit PQ. I went going back away. You would mean more than two, right? Yeah, I, there's been multiple. Who's the other one? You know who was one? I the, the ultimate year. In the first round? Yeah, this was the ultimate year. I'm going back a ways here. And this draft didn't turn out Ray so well. Ray Lewis. <laughs> it was was I hit Matt Elam and Arthur Brown back-to-back. Oh, that was an all-timer. That. I nailed it. I nailed, nailed it. I nailed it. the prediction. That's how mock drafts work. Nailed the prediction. Yeah, but um, <laughs> and, and I think there was one other that I'm not thinking of. Anyway, that's not really the point. But definitely was fired up about that, and I got to gloat right in your face for about 30 seconds when it came out. Well, and, right, then, fine, and, fine, then, fine, and then and then and then we just you know, but to well, break down the player. Seconds. We, that's the, really the shame of it. Is like it's you get like 30 straight seconds to work. You get like three seconds. I know. But um, the player. Honestly, the the reason I did mock him to the Ravens is I thought about what they had and what they needed, and mm-hmm. I felt like Zay Flowers gave them something that they that they was a really good fit. Like the way he plays the game, what he would bring, explosive potential, home run potential, yep. great run after catch, great speed to take the top off a of defense, can be used in versatile ways, can play inside, can play out. Like yep. he just he just from a from a fit standpoint. I thought checked all the boxes for what the Ravens would really want in a wide receiver. Yeah, I've really loved Zay Flowers through this entire process. I just, uh, and this is going to sound kind of lofty, and I just texted this to my uncle, actually, and cousin. Uh, He reminds me of a blend of Steve Smith Sr. and Antonio Brown, but with less crazy. (laughs) You know? Uh Um, Like, plays with that chip on his shoulder like Steve. Yeah. Um, But, like... Uh, you know, is is really uh, has this infectious smile and this mm-hmm. personality that, like, just like, you know, Eric DaCosta said, he was one of the f- best interviews he's ever had with a prospect, period. Yeah. Like, most impressive guys with his, his backstory and all that stuff. And, um, and I just really like him as a player. I mean, you talk about today's NFL and what it takes. It takes speed. He has plenty of that. 4-4-2, I believe it is. It also really takes a lot of suddenness. I think suddenness in today's NFL to uncover, create space, uh, you know, in the space game that Todd Monken talks about, Zay Flowers has a lot of that. I mean, kind of whip routes and inside out stuff. I mean, the dude is just extremely explosive and sudden. Mm -hmm. And I think that no matter what size you come in, whatever size the package, you know, is that you come in, if you can be that, if you're that sudden, you can get open. Yeah. Right. And so I've, I've really liked Zay, the player, the person, uh, throughout this entire process, and I agree with you. I think he matches. I would bet to say I like Zay Flowers more than 
You like Zay Flowers. <laughs> well, I, I even though you picked, even though Zay I picked Flowers. him, this look, this is my opportunity to just relish in my no, great pick. To relish be, in my great see, pick. Here's the thing: when we came out of the Blackburn interview on the lounge, both said, of us, both of us looked at each other. We were like, "This sounds like they really like Zay too." Yeah, like it's like. Well, sometimes, sometimes over the course of a process, you can kind of like in hearing from Todd Munkin. You mentioned how we talked about space players, yeah. and then when we did the interview with David Blackburn, he talked about some of the similar things and the competitiveness the and the alpha, the dog, the kind of uh, yeah, some of the intangible factors with him, and then like the on-field stuff with him was all just off the charts. Um, and in terms of what the Ravens want to do offensively with Todd Munkin, like there just seems to be great synergy there. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like Zay. I think that he fits exactly what the Ravens need, and then. What also stands out to me is the way that other players talk about him. Yep. You know, like Marlon Humphrey spoke glowingly about him. And I talked to Marlon during the week, and I said, you know, you know, who, who do you got? And he was like, I don't know, you know. And I was like, I think it's going to – my pick was Zay Flowers. And he's like, you think he's going to be there? <laughs> and yeah, I was sure like, enough. I don't know. We'll see. And then yeah. sure enough, he is. And I think, I think that was – you know, we can get into this, but, like, that – uh, everyone always thinks, oh, the Ravens could trade back, and based on the players who were available to the Ravens, you yep. might think, oh, okay, they could have traded back and had some good options to choose from. Well, but I Eric think that basically said they, the phone rang. Exactly. Which we had talked a lot about, like, is the phone going to ring? It did, apparently. Yep. Now, but they like not but, very good offers. Yeah, you but, never know how far back you can go, all that stuff. But right. they, you only make that move if you feel like you're getting a good offer and there's not a big discrepancy in the player that you're going to take at that spot right. versus who you would get later. So. Right. Clearly, Zay Flowers is the best player on their board, and they felt really good about getting him. Yeah. So let's just go through kind of how it went down for Ravens fans just to to review here, since you're probably, it's past midnight right now. You're probably waking up and listening to this one. Uh, So no wide receiver was taken inside the top 20. Yeah. First wide receiver off the board is Jackson Smith and Jigba at number 20 to the Seattle Seahawks, right? And, like, the further... And cornerbacks really wait a long time. Christian Gonzalez didn't go until after 15, like yeah. 17, something yeah. like that. Uh, it was late to the Patriots. Uh, you're seeing these corners and wide receivers really falling. Tackles kind of went higher than some people anticipated. There's four tackles off the board. The Steelers traded up to get Broderick Wash or Broderick Jones, uh, who was kind of the fourth and final top tier tackle. Um, so there, a lot of tackles went. Wide receivers, corners are falling down the board. And you're like, all right. All right, you know there are a couple like surprising picks. You know the Lions mm-hmm. with a couple of them. Yeah, you know where uh, didn't have them going ahead of the Ravens, and so when the Ravens are on the clock, they had Joey Porter Jr., Deontay Banks, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, and Nolan Smith all available to them. Yeah, you're like wow. Yeah, best case scenario here, and that's kind of to what we were talking about. You know, Eric Costa did take the phone call to see. Like we, like we said before the draft, he's never going to say no to picks if he feels like he moved back and still get the guy he wanted. But the guy he wanted was Zay Flowers. Yeah. And I think from what it sounds like Eric Tacosta said was he wasn't so confident that Zay would still be there or like somebody that he wanted just as much or close to as much as Zay would be there if he moved back. Right. And so you just you take the guy. And I also, he made the point that a project. I haven't heard them talk about this before, but they basically give a project over the last week to their scouts, and they say, you know, here's eight guys. You know, yep. here's the eight guys we're probably going to have a chance to get. Right. Look at them again, rank them. Right. And 
basically everyone has Zay Flowers as number one right. on that list. Right. And so there just seemed to be this consensus that built around him. And also, I, I don't think, like, I, I think the Steve Smith endorsement was not a small factor here. Yeah, I agree. Like, Steve Smith talked about Zay Flowers during his work as an NFL Network analyst and talked about how he really liked him. And one thing that I've kind of stuck on with receivers in recent years is, like, body control. That seems to be such an important piece of the equation. And Steve had it as well as anybody. Zay Flowers has it. And Steve talked really highly about, in watching Zay, like, his body control and that suddenness that you mentioned. Yep. And so Steve loved him. So Eric and Steve spend time at the combine. They talk about Zay Flowers. Steve tells him that he loves him. Eric's like, I really like him too. And if Steve's saying that he loves him, that might mean something. I mean, again, I I just am hearing from all these players that seem to really speak highly of him. Marlon did. Odell Beckham did. Steve Smith did. And, like, Steve, I go back to when when Cooper Cup came out and – Cooper Cup was a third-round pick, and Steve was going on NFL Network and telling everybody he's my number one receiver, and the guy went in the third round. Mm-hmm. So, like, he has an eye Maybe for receiver Steve's talent. Maybe Steve's on some. He, he, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Steve has an eye for receiver talent, and I think that endorsement carries some weight. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think, too, there's just some other, you know, the South Florida connection with Lamar, you know, both being from South Florida. I think that certainly helps. Um, you know, he's one of 14 kids. Uh, you know, first one to, to go to college, graduated, one to graduate from college. Like, the story there certainly uh, appealed to the Ravens, just the person that you're getting. Um, it seemed like Lamar was really excited mm-hmm. about the pick uh, and had a little inside intel. Yeah. You know, he was kind of like, I smell something good coming, you know. Yeah. I mean, what better lead than L- the Ravens gave Lamar Jackson his flowers? <laughs> yeah, right, of course. I mean, come on. Was that a lead to your story? It was. Okay, well done. I have to give DeJour credit. DeJour <laughs> gave it to me. Okay. Uh, one of our interns here, so tip of the hat to him. Nice. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, there's just a lot of connections there that make this a really, really good fit for the Ravens at 22. Now, the obviously, we spent a whole lot of time talking about DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. right, and the possibility that the Ravens could trade for him. I haven't been on Twitter. I was at the Ravens press conference, but I haven't seen that he's been traded. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he has been. I don't think he has been. Um, but given the way that today's gone, he's probably going to happen here in a couple hours. We're going to do another podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, you know, that, as I had said, that was part of the reason that I went corner first round and because I thought maybe the Ravens make that trade. Um, and, and obviously, corner was a more pressing 2023 yeah. need. You know, so... The Ravens are going into day two now, uh, still needing a cornerback pretty badly. Yeah. I mean, you would have to say. I mean, Mark, you know, there's, you're not playing football games until September. There's a lot of ways to augment this roster. You you could bring Marcus Peters back. You could sign a free agent. You know, there's reports that Rocky Sin was in here visiting. You could make a move there. You know, you you have, uh, you know, Jalen Armour Davis. You know, you have Brandon uh, Stevens. So you have some options there, but. Still, you would think cornerbacks at the top of the list right now, yeah. and you're not going to get one in the draft until the third round, yeah. you know, unless you were to make some tra- other trade that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Who knows at this point? Mm-hmm. Anything could happen. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't look like D-Hop is happening. I can say that much. Yeah, it, it, certainly not. I mean, that, that would be really shocking because you already added El- Odell Beckham, Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> 
Zay that Flowers. That would be the most insane wide receiver core of all time. And yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I think we can probably cross that off. I don't know that definitively, but based on the moves that the Ravens have made, it sure seems like that can be a cross-off. That would be very, very surprising. Um, but um, And the corner is is the bigger need. So if they were to make a trade for a player, maybe there's a corner that they could try to get. Um, I don't know who that is, but um, you know, I'd be pulling a name out of a hat, to be honest. Right. But um, maybe that's something that they could try to do. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, and and like there were the good corners there. That just just Wait, just to go thing. just to go back for a second here. <laughs> I said this I right before. You up. Yeah, you team me up. The best is if both of our picks are on the board at the same time, and it's like, all right, who's the smarter man? And time and time again, all right, time and time again. But I proved. Be myself. honest. Be honest with the listeners out there. What did you say to me on the set after we did the live reaction to Lamar about? How you were coming off your pick? Of I didn't Zay say Flash. I was coming off. Yeah, 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 nah, nah, nah. Be I, honest. I said be that. Honest. I said that I was leaning Joey Porter. Yes, you were coming off the Zay because, Flowers pick because also it seemed Joey Porter. It seemed like he was. Um, Where did he go? He didn't get drafted in the first round. He didn't get drafted in the first round. Right. So that was your guy. You said if Joey Porter was there, the Ravens were going to take him. I thought the you story, did. The, See, just be honest with the people. I I'm being honest, just but be honest. You know, but but my mock. Written in stone you on the pulled, on the pod. Peter Cons. <laughs> no, get out of here. Yes, my, you uh, pulled AJ <laughs> today. Uh, the official pick is all that matters. The official pick oh, in ink. Oh yeah, in ink. We'll see. There's the official pick, and then there's the last minute. You see, you were pulling one of my moves. You were like, you know what? I'm coming off the Zay pick. I'm going. I was just with throwing Joey some. More, I was just throwing some more coals in the fire just yeah, to give myself some exactly. options. But everyone knows that the one, the pick that matters is the one that's <laughs> in ink. I, on the pod. Nah, you get half credit. That's half. So, That's um, a halfer. So, yeah, it's a half credit. All right, <laughs> let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll discuss the Lamar Jackson got some emails. And we got some emails. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll dive into all that. All right, listeners, DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens and has a limited time offer that you don't want to miss. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today using the code FLOCK, new users, We'll get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code FLOCK. Please play responsibly and for help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Please know that you have to be physically present in Maryland to play. Also, the Preakness is coming up right around the corner, and this is going to be an event unlike any other. Pimlico Racecourse prepares to host the uniquely Maryland tradition on May twentieth, 2023. Racing fans can experience the action with an afternoon of on-site thrills and a legendary lineup of entertainment. For more info and to get your tickets, visit www.preakness.com. Yeah, so um, let, let me just go back to this real quick. We were talking about kind of how the board came off at wide receiver. Jackson Smith and Jigbo went 20. 21, Quentin Johnston. I mean, to the Chargers. That was a surprising one. I wonder how much EDC was sweating that one out. Yeah. Thinking they, they were going wide receiver. Which one are they going with? And Quentin Johnston. And look, we'll see how it plays out. But we were, um, as we were watching it, we were certainly excited that, that we, I mean, we had Zay Flowers. I had him significantly ahead of him. Yeah. And so to see Johnston go right before. Right. And all of a sudden you have all those corners and Zay Flowers available, plus Jordan Addison. 
it's like, oh, this is a great scenario. Great scenario. So, yeah, I'm on board with that. Also, just just so... And then Jordan Addison went right after Zay Flowers. Yep. So, obviously, you have four wide receivers go right in a row like that. You know, with, when Smith and Jigbo is falling down the board, I think there's a lot of... We're a lot of Ravens fans. You're Ohio State guy yeah. who are like, could we end up getting Jackson Smith and Jigbo? Right, right. Who many people consider the top wide receiver by whatever, some margin. I kind of put he and Zay in a very similar category. I mm-hmm. think Zay's a little more sudden. Smith and Jigba, I don't know. I don't know if you say, I don't know if it's more polished. I don't know. Yeah, he, um, he, He's like a really smooth route runner. Very smooth. I mean, um, but, but Zay's a good route Zay runner Zay just too. has more explosiveness. Like, he's he has more, more sudden to me, yeah. And he has better speed. He's faster yeah. than Jackson Smith and Jigba. So, yeah, I wonder why, like... I mean, the, the production for Smith and Jigba is off the charts. Ohio State was ridiculous um, before the injury. Yeah. So I mean, he's a great receiver too. Yeah, but those four guys are going to be compared for quite some time. Totally moving forward. Totally. And also, if you're listening to this and you're like, you're, you're like, hey guys, you're bearing the lead about the Lamar Jackson contract extension. Yeah. By the way, we did a podcast. We did a live reaction podcast to that. That that episode is also in the feed, so you can go back and listen to that as well. Yeah. Or you can watch it if you want to see our pretty smiling faces. Uh, you, you can go. watch that on YouTube or our app or website. Uh, we stream that everywhere. Um, but we do want to talk a little bit about that as well because, yeah. I mean, it's it's a historic day. I mean, you said on that live feed that you thought this might go down yeah. as one of the most significant days in franchise history. And I still believe that. Uh, I mean, we'll see how – if Zay Flowers turns out to be the player that I think he can, Yeah. It's going to go down as one of the biggest, most significant days, greatest days in Ravens team history. I mean, the Ravens have drafted three wide receivers in the first round now with Eric DaCosta as the general manager since 2019. Three of them. Mm-hmm. Three out of the five years. <laughs> How crazy is that? Yep. And I, th- Zay Flowers reminds me somewhat of Eric DaCosta's very first pick of Marquise Brown in terms of speed, big play threat. But more, much more dangerous with the ball in his hands. Yeah, uh, uh, run after catch ability. You know the toughness to kind of take that, take on tacklers and whatnot, fight through contact. Uh, much different than Marquise. In that Not way. to mention they're both South Florida guys and they have some similar similar yeah. vibes about them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I think different players, different players. I, I do too. I mean, he he's saved the hours is much more of a yak guy. Yeah. You know, like when he gets the ball in his hands, he he's I think more dangerous where not, Hollywood is more just take the top off. Right. Not known as a pure burner just hitting bombs over the top. Yeah. Um yeah. I think I think uh I think this will go down when Zay Flowers uh, you know, becomes when he gets fitted for his gold jacket. When, when Zay Flowers <laughs> becomes a great Ravens wide receiver yeah. and you know, we've all talked about being becoming a Pro Bowl wide receiver, can Zay Flowers be that? Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. In this um, offense now. Yeah, totally. And so in terms of Lamar, I mean, a couple of notes. We had a chance to hear from Eric DaCosta afterwards. And, you know, he didn't really shed too much light on, like, when this came together. But basically his point, there's two things that I took away from it. One, he just emphasized that sometimes these things take time. And that there was kind of hot and cold stretches mm-hmm. over the course of the last two years. They've mm-hmm. gone through these negotiations and – Sometimes they were talking a lot, and sometimes they weren't talking so much, and so you they needed a little bit of time, and certainly it was not like smooth sailing the entire time. <laughs> yeah. There were some rocky seas out there, <laughs> um, and you know he admitted, John Harbaugh admitted, like 
there were times that you don't 100% know that it's going to work out. Like, you yeah. think it is, and you believe it is, and you want it to work you out. But faith, like, but you're not sure. But you're not 100% sure. Yeah. Um, and so that was one. The second point that stood out to me in hearing him talk was you could tell that this negotiation really grinded on him mm-hmm. because he cares, and he said this, like, I've been here my entire career. Like, I care so much about this organization more than just the job. And so, like, he, for someone who cares about this team, this city, he wanted to get the Lamar Jackson deal done. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a general manager at this time, this kind of historic time in franchise history. He wants to be the general manager that gets the deal done and keeps Lamar here. Yep. And well, it's kind of he like felt what that. said on the Reaction podcast, like, what would have have what would have the message have been to Baltimore and to the NFL world, the wider world of like the Ravens didn't keep Lamar Jackson, who was one of the biggest stars in the league and MVP in his second year, unanimous MVP, and you know one of the best records of quarterbacks of all time in their first five years and all that. Like, what would that have said if they didn't keep him? And I think Eric Tacosta felt that he didn't want to be, you know, he took over for Ozzie Newsom and he didn't want to be the guy that let Lamar go. Yeah, you know. And couldn't get a deal done with him. And now sometimes that's out of your hands. Sometimes you make your best effort to get a deal done. And, you know, you try everything and you just can't, you know. And it looked for a little bit like that could be the scenario. And mm-hmm. that is a tough pill to swallow if yeah. you're Eric Costa. You know, really you could tell the difference because he said, you know, he stopped playing as many practical jokes. Yeah. We haven't seen as many of those. We around. have not. You could feel that, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean... To be completely honest, like, there was, it was, being in this building, like, you could feel the weight of this in the building. Mm-hmm. You know, just, not just on Eric Costa's shoulders. Yeah, the uncertainty. Certainly sure. on his. But we all know, you know, when all this stuff is swirling out there and the uncertainty and the, you know, what's going to happen? Are we going to, is he going to get traded? He made a trade request. Is he, you know, not want to be here? Like, it's just like... Man, that's not what you're used to mm-hmm. as a Ravens fan and e- even as a Ravens employee. You know, it's it's was uncharted territory, kind of. I mean, yeah, it was, it's been exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very glad that it's done for many reasons. Yeah, I think it's primarily it's, because Lamar Jackson's awesome and we still get to watch him play. He's still here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, for Eric I, and everybody, it's there's like this sigh of relief and it's just like, all right, like that. That is lifted, and now it's like, all right, let's just focus on building the best team, yeah. having the best draft, building the best offense. Definitely and those feel things. that today. Like, you definitely feel that around the building today. Yeah, and I think Ravens fans certainly feel that. And so, you know, the other thing that he did share, he said they shared about five or six contract yeah, proposals exactly. to Lamar. I thought that was interesting. Um, over the past <laughs> couple years, of course, he didn't get into the details of what all those looked like. Right. Um, but there's been there's been back and forth as they've gone through these different deals, you know. I think that one of the questions to Eric was, did the Jalen Hurts contract play mm-hmm. a big role in getting it done at this time? And he didn't say definitively yes, but he also said, you know, you're always looking at the marketplace of contracts um, mm-hmm. that are being given out, and right. so, you know, that has some bearing when you're comparing it across the league. Yeah. Um. So. I, those are just some interesting notes and hearing from him and how this all went down. Yeah, and, and you know, he was also directly asked whether he thought that the Sean Watson contract made things more difficult. Kind of, you know, didn't really want to directly say that. You know, I think uh, there's been factors along this process that have made it more complicated. And then, you know, with Hurts, I think probably made it a little easier. You know, I mean, Lamar, 
you know, got tagged and could have gone to any other team and, and there were no, there weren't reports of anything materializing there, you know, and so you see a Jalen Hurts deal get done. The Ravens, you know, Eric Costa talked about, we felt like we wanted, were willing to pay Lamar market plus. Yeah. You know, because we know Lamar. He's our guy. Mm-hmm. We know what he's, he's more valuable to us because we know him. Yeah. Right. Than any other team who doesn't know about Lamar and what a special person he is. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they were willing to, the Ravens were willing to play pay market plus for Lamar. Yeah, and look, he got the biggest contract in NFL history, according exactly. to reports. And so, right. it's a win-win. Like, Lamar gets, Lamar, operating as his own agent, yep. just worked out the biggest contract in NFL history, and he deserves a ton of credit for, for getting that done. For sure. I mean, that is a massive win for him. Yep. Um, and I also think it's a fair deal for the Ravens, based on the reports of the numbers, which is 260 uh in total right. value with 185 fully guaranteed. And so total guaranteed. Total guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean that's a great deal for both sides. I mean Lamar gets a big payday um and the Ravens end up getting a quarterback who they feel like has a chance to get into a Super Bowl. It's it's just a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great a very great day here at One Winning Drive and we the snacks the food was on point. Yeah, of course. Always it's draft day. Uh, all right, so we have some emails here, one of which was – this one's from Daniel Bernstein. The subject line's bullseye for G. <laughs> Gives you some credit for a big draft win. Yep. Big Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Blah, 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 blah. All right, he says, don't worry, Mink. I believe in you uh, to provide us a couple more hits before the draft is complete. All right. Well, now, good luck. see, now the tough part is – This domino. I receiver in round three. <sighs> Maybe it's I, I not might set up well now. I might go five for five. You're not going five. <laughs> I'm gonna hit one of those late rounds. You fell apart though. Well, I also took a quarterback in the rounds. I, I mean, maybe that could still happen potentially, <laughs> but doubtful. Yeah, it's not, not look, looking good for me it's right not now. Good but for you, you really came off the tracks in the late rounds, so maybe I'll get one. All right. Uh, this email comes from Jordan Fitchett. He says, with the first round pick being Flowers, do you guys think that makes it a higher chance that the Ravens bring in uh, Rockyson or Marcus Peters? We kind of referenced that before. Yeah, I, I think short answer is yes. I don't know that it will necessarily be either of these those guys, but they have a bigger they have the need at cornerback that was not met in the first round. So we'll see if they try to pull off a trade. We'll see if they take one in the third round who they feel like could be someone who competes for a starting job. Yep. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think there's a definitely a higher likelihood now that they end up getting a veteran corner on this team. Yep, for sure. Uh, other emails from Patrick Kuhn, kind of along the same lines. Uh, here on night, I have to say it was a good Zay. <laughs> nice. Uh, it says, great pick. Would have loved to see JSM, but nothing wrong with Mr. Zay Flowers. Where do you all see the Ravens quarterback coming from and the rest of the picks? Right, so basically, this is classic, by the way. This is the classic, which I, you know, I, I, I understand how it works, but it's like you spend all this time talking about the first-round pick, and then all of a sudden the pick is made. It's like, all right, so who are you taking the third round? Who are you taking next, exactly? What, what next? Exactly. Um, so I, I think that the Ravens could consider different options. I think that they will likely end up drafting a cornerback with one of their four remaining picks. Mm-hmm. I think they will likely add a veteran, whether that is through free agency or a trade. I, I think like Garrett Williams from Syracuse, by the way. Just going to toss that out there. You know what? I might have to re- redo my seven-round mock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I'm going to start tossing out some quarterback names. Just throwing out names round. because you're desperate now because you one. missed. I'm going to hit one. Because you missed. Um, <laughs> so th- I, I think that I think that they are – it would not surprise me if it's a couple options. If they if they draft a corner and add one, 
as a veteran. Yeah, I think at this point that they will add a veteran. Yeah, I, I don't think that you really want to go into next year. I mean, you have such a strong defense. Do you really want a weakness at corner? I mean, this team has certainly shown that how the premium that they place on cornerbacks. Yeah. And if you, they're going to go after whatever your weak link is in the secondary. And yeah. if you, your weak link is a starting corner, your number two corner, that's not good. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I expect that they probably will add a veteran and draft somebody. And, and then, then you'll have a great competition with all those guys, including Jalen Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, all those guys, Brandon yeah. Stevens. And then the last point that I have is from, in terms of that starting defense, Patrick Queen. The the decision is coming up on his fifth-year option. Eric DeCosta was asked about that, said there's not going to be any announcement about that, but they will talk about that at the end of the draft. Yep. So we'll see what that means. Don't not know. Sure. Don't know what that means, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so no announcement on whether they're going to pick up his fifth-year option or what the status of that is. Yep. Um, so um, we're going to continue to do podcasts over the course of this weekend. Also, if you want to listen to the full press conferences in their entirety, check out the Ravens Press Pass feed uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So we've got the Zay Flowers presser in there, the full recap presser uh, from the end of the day from DaCosta, Ortiz, and Harbaugh. We're going to do that for each of these three rounds. So, uh, as always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Subscribe, rate, and review the pod. It's a big day. We hope you're as excited as we are. Now we're going to get a couple hours of sleep. We're going to get a couple hours of sleep, and we'll be back at it again tomorrow. We'll be right back.